Okay, recording live. The newest episode of Marta the Minimalist podcast, exclusively for you, the members of The Minimalist Method for Prosperous Female Entrepreneurs. I love helping other people to not have to go through some of the tests and trials that I did if possible. This is where you get the first dibs of the best business strategies ever so you can grow your revenue while minimalizing your time, your efforts, and your energy. There's great coaches. There's people in this field. So yeah, you want them on your team. live recording the newest episode of Marta the Minimalist live in the Minimalist Method for Prosperous Female Entrepreneurs. In that Facebook community, that's where you get the first look at all of my newest Marta the Minimalist podcast recordings. So if you're not already in there, get in there because that's where you get the raw and real live recordings with people like Sam Bauer. And we're going to tell you today how doing this one thing is going to be the needle mover in your business and how the roadblocks you experience can actually be things that propel you forward if you get into that problem solving mode. But before we get into it, Sam, tell everybody who you are. What's your story? What do you do? And why should they listen to you? Yeah, I'm Sam Bauer and I own the Bauer Agency of Goosehead Insurance. So I am an insurance broker and I've been in business for almost three years. It'll be three years next month um, that I opened up my agency. Uh, prior to that, I have a 15 year of corporate um, corporate career in, in the insurance industry leading um, high, high production teams, uh, sales teams. So that's that's kind of where I came from. And that's, that's where I am. I also have my own podcast called the wherever you go podcast. I'm trying to encourage parents um, to lean into the dreams that God's put in their heart and become who he made them to be. So I felt very stuck in my corporate position. Um, and now that I own my own business and I'm in, I don't want to say I'm in control because I'm not in control, but I, I am in more control of my time and how I spend it. And I get to be with my kids more. I can see my husband more. Um, I want, I, I feel a responsibility to share that with other people who might feel the same way, because it was a horrible uh, place for me to be when I was in that corporate position and I never saw my kids. Um, and now, you know, I'm in a position where I homeschooled my kids in my office last year um, and I get to be with them all the time. And I think that's kind of the dream. And I want people to know that it is in reach. It's not something that you can, um, that you have to choose between your career or your family. I love that. Um, and you know that I love that. So we've teased them with this title of doing this one thing is going to be the thing that propels you forward. What's that one thing, Sam? Yeah. So the one thing is do it scared. Um, it's, there've been so many times in my life, not just in, jumping from a corporate career into my own business, but even prior to that, that we've jumped or leaped, you know, leap of faith, right? Um, and yeah, it's scary. Um, but through prayer, um, God has opened up doors 
for us and shown us very clearly that this is part of his plan for us. And I know not everybody is Christian, not everybody loves God, but the universe then, you know, will open up those things for you if you're, if you're putting it out there, even down to, so Marta, when I I think I've shared this with you before, but when I was about to take a promotion with my corporate position, um, I had to choose, do I take this promotion or does my husband, and so if, do I, do I take this promotion or do I not? And the, the deciding factor was I'm going to have to travel more. I'm going to have a team of like 80 employees that report to me. So there's more stress and responsibility on my shoulders. It's going to be longer hours. And my husband at the time was a truck driver, which is what he is doing right now. Um, but he could either stay, if he was going to stay working, I couldn't take the promotion. Um, if for him to stay home with the kids would allow me then to take that promotion because otherwise my kids weren't going to have either of us around. Yeah. Um, so, so we prayed about on it and, um, we figured out the exact dollar amount that we would need in order for my husband to become a stay at home parent. And at the time I got this promotion, it was kind of like a, I don't know, it was like a, a title change but nobody really ever talked to me about money. And I honestly didn't even know if I was going to be getting a raise. Well, wouldn't you know, we prayed. It was $1,100. We needed $1,100 more a month in order for him to stay home. We prayed on $1,100. And the next day my boss walked into my office and was like, oh, hey, I forgot to tell you, you get a raise and it's going to be like $1,100 a month. And he walked back out and I was like, oh, and I cried yeah. on my husband. And I was like, hey, walk right in now and give your notice. Like we have it. And so it's not doing it scared. Like we were scared for him to stay home and we were scared to move in that direction, but it was one or the other. And we knew we just had to pray on it and, and God would show us what was right. And very clearly there it was. Yeah. I love that story. I have back in the days when, um, we, we weren't at the position where we are now. And it was very tight of like, don't know how we're going to make the mortgage this month. Don't know how we're going to make the car payment this month. And I love those stories of that would always happen of like, well, I'm going to just keep moving forward and, and trust God. And sure enough, let's say the car payment was 440 or whatever it was, um, which is a whole different story. <laughs> uh, the check would come in the mail of like some sort of random refund for 440. And I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that Yeah. And that's just today. it. Like, so once you start doing it and it starts happening, you then are more confident to, to take the next bigger step. So when we were praying on this, I mean, we went from me being in a corner office with a high six figure salary to like, I'm going to make nothing for the next three years. Um, that was terrifying. Um, yeah. it, through prayer, things just started falling into place. And he went, so Rob ended up going back to work. He got like a 30% pay raise because truck drivers are scarce. Um, and so like it, you know, it didn't, it didn't, um, it, it wasn't the amount that I was making, but it was enough for us to like exactly pay all of our bills um, and make sure that there was food on the table while I got my business going. It's just been like things like that. You know, if, if you have a dream in your heart, something that you feel pushed to do or pressed to do, there's a reason that it's there. God planted that seed in you so that you would take action on it. So when you start taking action 
and through prayer or, you know, like I said, not everybody uh, worships the same God that I do. So whatever your, your spirituality is, um, seek that and seek that guidance. And as you start to think, see things come to fruition, it's like, oh, okay, this is what, and, and the alternative, if it doesn't happen, <laughs> if there are like, you know, very clear, like this isn't going to happen, then maybe that's not God's plan for you. So then you can shift, but at least, you know, because you've tried, you know, don't get stuck wondering, is this, because here's the other thing, Martin, I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me where I'm like, okay, God, is that you? Or is that Sam? Yeah. 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 Um, I have a lot of Sam moments where I see the shiny thing and I want, I'm like, whoa, the shiny thing looks great. And that must be what God wants me to have. And then I try to go for it. And then God's like, no, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) He generally shows me in a very clear way, like this isn't it. And then, you know, Martin and I were just talking, you know, I, I was looking at this house to buy and God very clearly showed us like, this isn't what I want for you guys. And as soon as he showed us that, and it was clear to us that it wasn't his plan, my husband and I were talking and both of us felt relief. Like that we both had things that we were concerned about, but he so badly wants to make me happy that he wasn't really speaking those up. And I so badly also wanted Sam to be happy. <laughs> I was like not seeing the red flags. Um, and so it's just, it's just having that faith that, you were created for a purpose and you are already equipped with everything you need. Um, and if that's part of God's plan, one, it's going to happen, but two, you can't stop it from happening. So you can say no as many times as you want to, it's like, Oh, that, that, you know, that business, it'll never, that's not, that's not God or God, you probably have the wrong person or I don't know. I have this dream and I want to do it, but I have all these doubts, you know, or I don't feel qualified. Um, but the thing is, you're already equipped for it, even if you don't believe it. And the pieces are already going to happen. And I've heard stories of people who have said no multiple times. And then like this, it's it like literally like is they can't say no to it because now it's presented in front of them in such a way. So it's just easier if we give it a shot <laughs> and yeah. do it hard or do it scared um, and see what happens. Yeah. And we, you know, as much as we talk about God, there's also, you know, the alternative uh, energy, right? Which in, in, in Christian and Catholic, which is what I grew up, you know, it's the enemy, it's the devil. And yeah, you could, yeah. you could call it whatever you want to call it, but there is that negative energy that'll be like, no, you can't do it. And it'll present like, all of these things in your mind of why you can't do it and why you should quit and why you should go back to your corporate job or whatever it is. And, um, and that's the, that's the difference that you can differentiate is okay. This, this thought that's coming up, this decision that's coming up, this fear. So this choice that I'm going to make, is it fear-based or is it love-based? Hi, darling. You want to be on camera? She just woke up. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Go for it. We're watching, as I told Sam, we're watching my, a friend's puppy. So as long as that puppy's around me, the kids are going to be around me. So they're going to yeah. take a drink of coffee every time that one of my children pops on camera during this episode, <laughs> because it's going to be a good one. So, and I loved Sam, the example that you shared of um, what you just went through with your husband. And I similarly shared an experience where there was this house that we loved so much. It was in a cul-de-sac and 
we were going to get it. And we were going to finally move out of my parents' basement at that time. And we were sitting down at the real estate office, drawing up the offer. And we get a call from the seller that they sold it. Right. And we were like, what? (laughs) You verbally accepted our offer. What the heck? But then the house we ended up buying, which in itself is a whole different story. We're, we're closing in on, um, tomorrow. And it it was, yes, yes, we did. We ended up, we ended up accepting an offer and we're selling uh, tomorrow. And it was in a, it was a much nicer, bigger house. It was a much better investment, much better neighborhood, much better street. Um, so we would have never gone for that house had we not been denied for that one that we felt we really wanted. And we were kind of settling for it, to be honest. And, um, yeah, a little bit how we felt and, and it, it's with anything, right? When we don't get what we thought God put on our hearts, at first we feel disappointment, but then we remember who our God is and that he has something better and bigger for us. And I've even, after that all happened, you know, in prayer and meditation, I almost felt like God is telling me like, Sam, have something better for you. Just wait. Um, and then it's like, all right, God, sorry, I did it again. <laughs> but in the same sense, you know, with, so then our next scary move is that my husband's going to quit his job again Yeah. <laughs> the last time, um, definitely for the last time. And he's going to join my business, our business. And it's going to be a true like mom and pop insurance agency, which isn't really true because usually mom and pops are just mom and pop and we're going to scale. So we our plans are to grow um, over the next five years to um, have about 10 employees. Um, but that's that next scary step. And we have had this on the calendar, Marta, for two years. Like we had a date night years ago and it was like, all right, when's a reasonable time that we feel like we'll be ready. The agency will be financially strong enough and um, to provide solely for our family because right now, you know, we've got his income and plus a little bit of mine. Um, And so we wrote in the calendar, we like went on our phones and put in August 1st, 2022 is the date that he's going to quit his job. Um, and so that's our next scary step. Um, but in that the other day in prayer, I, I felt I, this was a a new one for me because I felt God telling me to pray to him for the opportunity to, to make that move sooner. Um, and so I did, I prayed, I prayed, you know, God, if it's your will for Rob to be able to put his job sooner and join the agency sooner, like let that happen and show, show us how to do it. And then, um, I felt very strongly, he was saying, it's already done. Like it's already done girlfriend. Like, so I don't know, I'm waiting to see (laughs) because I don't know how, but I know our God. And I know that, um, you know, when I get those pushes, it's really clear. Um, I didn't have that with the house. <laughs> um, and I honestly like didn't even have it, you know, in prior situations that haven't gone right. Um, so I'm getting better at differentiating between God's uh, voice and God's pull in my heart and my own. Um, but I still, you know, it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah. And those roadblocks that you're mentioning oftentimes are like, God being like, nope, go this way. <laughs> nope, go that way. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like the other thing is um, that you had mentioned is being able to differentiate when it's God saying no 
and when it's the devil giving you doubt yeah. and fear and anxiety or questioning yourself or um, um, what's, what's it called? Imposter syndrome, like yeah. feeling like an imposter. Um, that is definitely not God. Like when you're feeling doubt, um, when you're feeling that you're not equipped, we know we're equipped. Read, it says it in the Bible. We are equipped for what he has planned for us. Those are biblical truths. And so being able to differentiate from when the enemy is trying to attack you because you're about to do something awesome that God has in store for you. And also differentiating that between when it's a hard stop, like God's saying, you know, reroute, <laughs> redirect, um, <laughs> go this way. Um, and that can be tricky. Um, but with a lot of, you know, I think practice, honestly, listening, meditate, a lot of the stuff, Marta, that you taught me and our time together with you as my coach was taking that time to sit and meditate and journal. Like when you journal, it's yeah. for me, it's, it's extremely therapeutic, but it also helps me to get all the stuff that's happening inside of my like crazy brain down onto paper. And then when I reread it, I'm like, Oh, this is where my heart is. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is where God's leading me. So it, it, but it does take, it does take practice and you have to spend time with God in order to start differentiating those different things that are going to happen. And sometimes God will be super clear to you about what road to take. And then it could be that it's just for a temporary time. So it's like, you have these clear energetic feeling and everything's falling into place for this one thing. And then let's say a couple of years passes and it's like, why is it not going forward anymore? Why is it not fitting? What's going on? This is supposed to be the thing. This was the message from you. So it could be that that thing is just supposed to be part of your life for a little bit. And then God will let you know when it's time to let it go. Right. That's exactly my, the last corporate position that I held in Pittsburgh. Um, I, I tell you what, it was the hardest job I've ever done. It was stressful. I had a manager who was like, just volatile is all I can say, like super great one minute. And then like telling me I suck the next minute. And it yeah. was, it was like a bad marriage kind of, um, but but I got to lead a, a high-performing team of 80 people. I got to deal with sales managers. I got to do budgets. I got to um, run this giant, you know, multi-million dollar agency. Um, and I was chosen as like 1% of the employees of this company that got to go through their senior leadership program. So in that three and a half year period where I was like- Really prepped you for your business ownership. Oh like. my gosh. Hindsight. Yeah. I'm like, God, I know exactly why I was there yeah. because yeah. I got more skills and more of an education and also on not only how to lead, but how not to lead. Like I got firsthand, firsthand leadership training on like, this is how you do not treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, and I prayed, I mean, I remember driving into the office and like, dear God, like, I know this is not my final destination in my career, but I know you have me here for a reason. So please help me, you know, see the things I need to learn as fast as possible so I can get out of here. Um, and he did, I mean, he did. And, and I did, I, like I said, I value that. I value that experience so much, even though it was incredibly hard for me and it was incredibly hard on my family because I really was never around. It was just... 
crazy. I, I feel like I want to share the story of even this house and Sam knows that, you know, I put it, I, I have a vision board every year. I put it, put things on the vision board and I wanted a house on the water. Didn't know how that was going to happen in Pittsburgh. Didn't know if that existed. I didn't want to move for, far away from my parents, put it on the, on the vision board. And then my husband simultaneously was building our um, land development company. And I remember him being super stressed out about this one property development of things just weren't falling into place. Uh, Things weren't uh, meeting deadlines. There was all these hurdles with townships and paperwork. And then all of a sudden this tragic thing happened, which I probably shouldn't say on camera recording, but this tragic thing happened that was like, holy cow, this is like a news piece you would hear about, about like crazy people. And, but what happened was because that part of this project didn't work out, all of a sudden this house became the only option as the entryway to our other neighborhood that's adjacent to this property. And it was like, once he showed me this house, he was like, do you, would you want to live in this house? Cause you know, that's kind of the deal. And I'm like, have you seen my vision board? Yeah. (laughs) It was like, it matched perfectly the entryway, the, I wanted to uh, have um, a master bedroom facing the water. I wanted to have an office facing the water and it all like all the pieces. But as I have told Sam and others before, what was funny is I didn't put anything on the board of like what the house would actually look like. And so it was like, so not what I expected. I was like, oh, okay. Well, all I really care about is you know the view of the water. So I like it. I never would have pictured this, but then I do look back being a little kid and we, you know, how you, you drive around as a little kid and you look at houses and with all these antique houses with like the princess tower, I guess is what I would want to call it. And this house has that tower and that, and, and every little kid that comes over, you know, the friends, kids or nieces and nephews are like, Oh, it looks like a castle. And I'm like, I still, sometimes even you don't even can't put it into words or you can't even put into thoughts what you like or what you want, but God knows, right. God's been there all along listening. And so that's my crazy story of like, what seemed like everything falling apart was actually me getting my vision board house in a way that I never would have expected. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like part of that too, is like, you know, talking about the vision board and, and speaking out your, what it is that you want to achieve. Um, for me, I, I, I like that. I do it a little differently where um, I, I will say like, God, it's on my heart, right? Like right now, like it's on my heart right now that I feel like you're asking me to pray for, for Rob to maybe quit his job sooner than August and join the agency. Um, and if that's your will right now, I'm saying yes to it. And say it out loud, say yes to the things that are in your heart. Um, and start taking action. Cause it's not just about speaking things. It's about doing them. Like God, you can't just pray for success or you can't just pray for your house or you can't just pray. Like you have to start taking the steps um, and showing that you have that, that faith to do it. And it kind of, a, a biblical example, I guess, would be between Moses and Joshua. Um, Moses, every time, you know, God was like, I'm going to lead you to the promised land. Like you, this is great. And Moses was like, okay, well, can you show me like a miracle? Can you, um, I, I want to step into the river, but first, can you part the seas where Joshua didn't ask God to part anything? He just started walking and the seas started parting. 
So we need to be more like Joshua. Um, not that Moses wasn't wonderful and do great, wonderful things and had a really important role in the Bible, but Joshua didn't question if God was going to make things happen. He just said, all right, God, I trust you. And he started walking. Um, and God parted the Jordan River and they walked across it on dry land, where when Moses parted the Red Sea, he had to put his staff in it first, right? He had to test out the waters. So I think when we say yes to God or we say yes to the universe, like whatever it is that's in our heart, we have to start walking with that faith that it's going to be provided if it's part of our plan and it's going to work out. And even if it's not perfect, um, you know, I think some everybody waits for the perfect time. Well, when it's the right time, I'll I'll make that move or I'll start my business or I'll, you know, you know, start yeah, looking. I hear that so much. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's never going to be a right time if you're waiting. You have to start taking the action and then watch the doors open. Um, right. You know, sometimes you have to kick them open. It's all right. Yeah. And you, and you've got to go for it. Yeah. And I, and you know, as a business coach, I do have those conversations a lot and I can totally feel it when a person is like just second, second guessing themselves or these reasons are coming up in their brains of like, I've got to wait till X, Y, Z, or, you know, my husband won't let me, or, um, I don't know, fill in the blank. Right. And I'm like, Oh, but you could so do it. But everybody has to have their own path at their own time. Right. Yeah. 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 And you were ready. Whenever you joined Made to Thrive, you, you, you know, you did wonderful things. It was so awesome having you in there because I loved seeing just the internal peace expand within you. And then you have that light that you just spread throughout the world. I love that. Well, thank you. You have you've helped me so much with that. Like I definitely had when I when we started working together, I had a lot of stuff, you know, that I had through and that we had a really rough year the year before. And just a lot of that, like doubt, you know, a lot of that stuff that I, I don't know how many times I cried on our calls just because it was like, it's like a release, you know? Yeah. And I'll never, you did that meditation with me where you imagine where you're going to be in five years and you go knock on your front door and you hug yourself. And I just, oh my God, I'm like crying because it was just so um, it was so powerful to, to allow myself to see where I want to be. And I think as women, we, especially moms, we don't do that. Like we are, we are here where we are right now. Cause we're already thinking about like, I already, you know, packed three lunches this morning, got my kids fed, made sure their backpacks were packed, got them to school, got here. And now I'm already thinking about after this, I have another meeting and then another meeting, and then I have to get them and get them to a sitter and then go to another meet. So like, I don't think we take the time to think in the present moment. Who do we want to be in five years? Where do we are, are the things we're doing today gonna get us there? And when we're there, what would we say to ourselves today? And that just was so powerful to me. And and right now, even when I start to feel overwhelmed, which does happen quite frequently, <laughs> I'll remind myself, Sam, in five years, you're gonna give yourself a big hug and say, I wish you wouldn't have worried so much. Like, I wish you would have just enjoyed the journey because um, the journey is what it's all about. And, and it's what we have right now today. So I think I, I just can't, what we did together and what you helped me see has been literally life-changing for me. So thank you. <laughs> you guys, this is time to take a sip of coffee because we have the same guest star coming back, <laughs> surprisingly saying, mommy. Hey, sweetie, I'm almost done. Okay. Okay.
Love you. Um, we've been, I've shared with Sam, there's some, been some things uh, going on with, um, with my parents, which having that internal peace is tremendous. I feel, cause even in those moments, I'm like, what God, whatever your plan is, I know that I want them to be around for 10, 20, 30 more years, but whatever your plan is for them. I know that there's a life beyond this. And so I've been spending a lot of, I've, I've, I've been very grateful to have supportive husband and kids and a business that allows me to spend a lot of time, um, at the hospital and then visiting my dad too. So as you can see, my kids are kind of feeling like they want, they want some mommy. So I'll go snuggle her up in a little bit, but speaking of doing things scared, I want to ask you, what would you love more of in 2022? And uh, how can you inspire parents of teenagers to do it scared anyway? Yeah, so I really like working with families with teenage drivers. Um, it's your insurance rates go up, right? Once you get a teenage driver, and that's the perfect time to shop your insurance. And because I write with 50 different companies, I'm able to find the best price for your family, depending on I have I have families who have three, four or five. I actually have one family who at one point had eight youthful drivers on their policy because they, um, they foster Haitian um, students. And so they had all of these kids on their insurance policy and I was able to find them the best one. Um, but a lot of my carriers have options where they give discounts for different things like taking a, taking a teen um, driving program or your grades or different things like that. So I take the time to make sure that whatever my families need that they have, but also that they have it at the best rate possible. And then, I mean, in just two years, basically after your kids get their driver's license, now there's another shift, right? Because they're graduating high school, they're going off to college. And now we have different needs. You might need a renter's policy for a college dorm room, or you might need to apply a discount because maybe they went to college without a car. That's a really big discount on your auto policy. And if your agent isn't reviewing that with you every two years, you might be paying too much because you're missing out on discounts because they're not taking the time to review that. I do that. It's my commitment to my clients that every two to three years, we're going to have a conversation and we're going to find out what changed and we're going to make sure that you still have the best rate and that you still have the, you know, everything that you need. So that's one of the benefits of working with a broker in general, as I have 50 companies that I can shop you with. Um, I'm not, you're not stuck with like one product. Um, so that's, I love helping those families. Um, it, I just actually last week saved, a, this is almost unbelievable, but I saved a family $4,000 on their auto policy. Wow. Um, they had two, two, obviously two parents two teenage daughters. The dad had a few, like a speeding ticket in an accident. So their rate was just like crazy. Um, and I was able to get everything together, get them in a great program. And it saved them almost $4,000. I was like, is this right? <laughs> um, and it was, so yeah. So that's, that's really what um, I'm enjoying right now in my business. Yeah. And you were able to save me money too, even though my insurance was like, you're out of here, kid. You have too many towing incidents. And I'm like, what? count against you. I had no idea, but it, it makes sense. But uh, I was like, Hey, Sam, <laughs> do you have a policy that will take us? And it actually ended up, I think, saving us a little bit of money, but yeah. Uh, then we, and they're not going to kick you out. <laughs> and that was kind of my concern because then shortly after we slid in the snow. And so let's see, but yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, even in, even in that instance, it was like, 
I was like, what the heck? I usually have really good luck. Stuff usually works out for me. This is not my luck that my brand new minivan slides in the snow. And it was, it was lovely to see my husband was like, well, you don't know, right? You don't know what God's protecting you from. Maybe you needed to be off the road for that long. And maybe you needed to slow down a little bit uh, more, even though I feel like I'm pretty slow already with life, but, um, I love it when our husband's I know. I'm like, like yeah. mine does that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're totally right. And yeah, that was yeah. just so made me true. love you even more. <laughs> yeah. So, right. And so my human self is like, what the heck? My brand new minivan that I waited months and months and months for slides in the snow and like the craziest way possible. But you know, maybe that also will save the life of somebody else because the police was able to see like this road is not maintained as it's supposed to be. And it actually has now been brought up in township meetings. So who knows that needed to happen. And again, and then my, my husband made the very good point of like, well, maybe it being a brand new minivan kept you all safe. Um, so, so, you know, again, we don't know, we might never find out why that stuff happens. And you're like, what the heck, why did that happen? You might never know, but God knows. Right. So we'll leave it at that. And you know who to call if you've got a teenage um, son or daughter who is about to get on the road and you're in your scared shitless and you can call (laughs) Sam to give you at least a good policy about it to make sure that your kids are kept safe. And also any, any family really who's looking for home and insurance. And now if you'll excuse us, home and car insurance. I actually have to tell Sam about my house closing, right? Because I should probably let you know since you insure that house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks. I for noted that when you said it earlier. <laughs> You're like, I should probably do something about that. Um, so thanks guys for sticking with us through this uh, crazy episode of Marta the Minimalist. But that's life. If we can do it, you can too. Bye. We can. Bye.